Good morning. It must be Friday because it is pouring rain outside here in New York City. We have the luxury of uh, always getting the weather that we don't want when we come here. But this is our last show at 11 a.m. So it's the last time we'll ever complain about the weather. Friday, 11 a.m. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. For anyone that joined us last night on Twitch.tv, you heard me alongside a, a bevy of industry knowledgeable folks called bad cowdy funky the nerd cast um and uh we were managed to somehow get them to subliminally i subliminally uh dosed them to to lure themselves into new york city today to join us so we are joined by two of the bad cowdy funky bunch we've got greg Matisoff and amber spriglio hey mike thanks for having us hey Oh, do the kaboom. You might as well. It's, kaboom. There we go. See, that's great. That's her, uh, that's her, her entryway. We are live on Periscope, and we will, we will showcase the bunch for you. And then we're going to turn it back to me, because it's all about me. It's, it's all about me, you. me, me. It's me, 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 my show, my show, my show. And we got a great show today. Uh, we are going to be talking about um, this little tiny film, this indie film um, that, uh, you know, no one's really, you know, it, it's maybe got a shot to do something at the box office. Like, maybe if we all band together, we can get Captain America Civil War to uh, at least make back its its tiny, teeny, tiny budget. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking Civil War today. Uh, we're going to be doing what we'd normally do on Secrets of the Sire, though, and we are going to be talking a little outside the box, kind of looking at things a little differently. Uh, we are going to go into Team Cap and Team Iron Man. We're going to do all kinds of great things, but we wanted to start it off today well, first, we're going to do some house cleaning before we start it off today. Secrets of the Sire, brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Secrets of the Sire. You can catch us on Twitter, Periscope. Uh, we're Periscoping right now. Uh, we have a couple of members that have joined on and uh, taken a look. We're missing Saints Girl 878. She actually is at Civil War right now. She usually uh, catches the show around this time, so uh, we give a little shout-out to her when she catches the podcast. And always a shout-out to my lovely and beautiful wife, who is watching, and uh, she made it this week, so way to go, hon. Good job. Um, we're on Periscope at Michael underscore Dolce. We're on Instagram, mdolce64. We are on Periscope. We're on Facebook slash Secrets of the Sire. Okay, so Civil War. Uh, based on the 2007 comic book series, Marvel, uh, Mark Millar, Steve McNiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, check out badcowdyfunky.com. Check out their podcast. We went in depth last night on the comic book itself. Uh, one aspect that we kind of save for today uh, with you guys in studio is the politics behind it. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the politics of Civil War is kind of interesting because in 2007, when this book kind of came out, and we touched upon it last night, it seemed like all the characters were kind of written wrong. And my take on the characters, though, was that there is no way, no way Iron Man and Captain America should be on the sides that you're on. So when I tweeted out what we are going to be talking about this week, I talked about Team Cap and Team, team Iron Man. Which side are you on? And you know, then I followed it up by saying, whatever side you pick, you're probably on the wrong side. Because basically Tony Stark is a businessman. Tony Stark is... Why in the world, if you're gonna if you're gonna really take it from an election point of view or an election season, uh, no coincidence that uh, Civil War is coming out in an election season. I, I feel like Marvel kind of kind of planned that out pretty well in terms of when the release date was going to be and when they wanted to kind of do this. Because look, it's a polarizing movie. We live in polarizing times. It's crazy like that, right? Tony Stark's your Republican. 
He just is. He's your Donald Trump. He is eccentric. Uh, he is a me-first guy. He basically, I mean, we were even talking about it last night, pre-90s, uh, was you know, gallivanting across the, the United States, um, doing their thing and doing their, you know, doing his Iron Man thing, and he was hiding his secret identity in the entire time because he doesn't want anybody to know. Because he's a Republican. That's what they do. They don't want people to horn in on their business. Yet, when Civil War came around, all of a sudden, he's government regulation with very little buildup and we'll talk about it in a second uh that there was some buildup and we did kind of talk about it last night but uh, but really for the most part that's trump and then captain america is you know essentially he should be the one that says we need to sign up we need government regulation we need i trust the government he's from the 40s he's from the 40s now i i gr granted yes he got melted in the 60s and then he had 30 years worth of or 40 years, actually, 40 years worth, and now 50 years, but we're talking about 2007, 40 years of comic book buildup to say, okay, maybe he doesn't trust the government. That being said, in the comic book timeline, and I do air quotes for anybody who's listening to me um, and can't see me on Periscope and or Facebook, uh, it, it's essentially, he is essentially, a what, five years maybe passed since he got melted? Ten years got, you know? Passed since he got melted. I can't imagine, you know, obviously, look, he got melted in the 60s, but comic book continuity kind of, yeah, Sam's looking at me, he's kind of confused. Comic book continuity is not, you know, 40 years has not passed since Captain America got um, melted, although Frank Castle still is from Vietnam, so we kind of, you know, look, there's there's little fudging and that, that goes on when we do all this, but anyway... Captain America should be the one who says, who's all about pro-registration. He's the one that says the government, you can trust the government. Yet again, with no buildup whatsoever in 2007, Captain America is, no, no, we're anti-government. We're anti-being we're anti -being watched by people. We're anti-Patriot Act. We're anti-all this stuff that happens. And again, it just kind of, you know, came out of nowhere. Uh, so, Greg, Amber, what do, you guys, uh, what do you guys think? What side are you on? And, and, and do you see the politics of it? And what do you think about the politics of it? Well, I'm clearly Team Iron Man. Okay. By my shirt. He's got the Captain America <laughs> shirt. I'll do a little, I'm going to do a little camera work here, too. We're going to get these guys on. See? Right there? Yeah? Huh? Huh? All right. There we go. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's for the Paris Hope peeps. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I kind of agree. I agree with Iron Man. He should not be on the side in which he is in. Mm -hmm. But I think Captain America is a unique situation where I'm actually okay with the side he's on. So he's been messed around by the government so much like think about it he's been like dis disavowed disowned whatever how many times in comics by the government so i think by the time it gets to be civil war he's kind of like eh, you know like we shouldn't have to like register these things it's kind of like a violation of you know our rights like sure you know if you can do graphic design and you don't want anyone to know about it for whatever crazy reason you shouldn't have Tax to register purposes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have to register with the government that you do that it sure be a choice mm -hmm. so i i kind of see his side of it really well and i think that you know mark millar was just kind of like yeah you know you iron man is the other big avenger so to have that you know cinematic clash you have to have them just fight to the death well that's that's to. actually funny you mentioned that too because i could also see captain america being on both sides i yeah. do agree with that yeah um but then you have no conflict exactly. so and that's what we kind of talked about last night and amber we talked about it last night we said you know the uh, the movie i mean the the comic book itself was kind of like had a lot of characters kind of not written right uh, and it seemed like mark millar was just kind of taking his liberties with with the characters so right and and i think that it really does highlight 
how different the political parties have become since the original Civil War was released. I mean, if you look at the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, they've all moved further to the right. So as the Democratic Party, as we've seen with like Hillary, is a lot more about regulation, uh, the Republicans have had to become more and more extreme. And I think that by today's standards, actually, Iron Man's stance in the original Civil War does make sense as a Republican. But back then, I think he would have been more of a, a center Democrat. Um, I've also How so? Why, do you, why would you think that? Now, I know we talked about the buildup with mm-hmm. the, he was Secretary of Defense, so he started working with the government a little bit, so I guess there is that. But even, even you know, Donald Trump, if, you're, if I'm using the same analogy, you know, he participated in, he, he funded Hillary for several campaigns. He, he, he's done things, he's worked with the government on certain things in the past, but it doesn't mean that he's, you know, all of a sudden going to be a center Democrat. He just happened to be doing things that, helped him and that's what tony stark's character always was so right and this is this i think highlights the uh element of the republican party where even though they're technically the party of less government that usually just extends to corporations sure whereas with most other liberties like with uh, voting they want you to have to provide voter id mm-hmm. so it's a lot more intrusive yeah. on the individual whereas whereas democrats today are a lot more open to the idea of allowing you to just go vote and that that is one key difference between the two parties. And I think that while back then you might have considered Captain America more of a libertarian, I think today, by today's standards, Captain America in Civil War is much more better described as a liberal, someone mm-hmm. who values the individual freedoms of, of citizens above above the greater good whereas iron man is all about cracking a few eggs as long as as long as the majority makes it and that that's really the key difference that's a good segue too actually because i think that the movie universe and i'm going to do my camera work oh look at this all-star camera work that i'm doing here (laughs) everyone on radio knows everything that's going on because i i describe (laughs) it to a t uh no we're you know it actually is a great segue i think the movie universe actually gets it right because now all of a sudden it stops being very political it actually is more along the lines of experience right you have iron man you know having the <clears throat> having the experience of what everything that happened in avengers 2 right i mean they actually basically had this plot kind of worked out years in advance so it makes it makes logical sense now iron man now all of a sudden cuz you know, theoretically speaking, Iron Man in the movies should also still be kind of hands-off because he's a corporate guy. But at the same time, you sit there and say, okay, I've, I've watched this guy now over seven years. I see the path that he's kind of gone. Whereas in the comic, it's just all of a sudden like, eh, you know, everyone register because I'm Iron Man and that's great. And uh, and as your as your colleague pointed out, he is not a scroll by the end of it. No. <laughs> I feel like he was. I still feel like he was. Anyway, so, you know, that's kind of something that, you know, I would I would think that the movie universe kind of got right versus what the comic book universe did not. Um, the other central figure and in this whole thing is Team Spidey now. And it's very curious to see what, what's going to end up happening with him. What are your predictions on Spider-Man in the movie? He's going to steal the show. Like, yeah, he already has. Like, yeah. I know people who, who saw it last night or who, you know, comic book shop owners. I have a couple of buddies who do that. And they saw it on Tuesday. Okay. So... Like, it's going to blow it out of the water. Everyone's talking about Spider-Man already. Mm-hmm. And they haven't even seen most of it yet. So he's just going to blow it out. He's going to be awesome. I I have very little doubt that I'm going to be disappointed. 
personally. All right. Well, that's what we're going to hope. So we're going to get Amber's take on Team Spidey when we come back. And when we come back, we're going to delve more deeper into this because it's it's definitely we're we're, gonna, we're going all Civil War for our for our blowout 11 a.m. Uh, finale show. And why are we done at 11 a.m.? Am I am I disappearing? No, I'm I'm not disappearing. We're going to be uh, launching the new show in prime time starting next Wednesday, 8:30 p.m. Same bat channel at talkingalternative.com. Different bat time, same battiness. Uh, we'll work on that slogan when we get back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We are back. We are better than ever. And we're going to continue getting better than ever as we uh, jump to our new time slot, as we kind of talked about last time. So thank you, guys. We have Amber Spriglio and Greg Metasoff from Bad Coyote Funky. You can check them out, badcoyotefunky.com. You can check out their podcasts every Thursday ni- at uh, 9.30 p.m. on twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Uh, my trusty engineer, Sam, had a uh, wonderful point before. He kept saying, what did you mean by melted? I mel- meant that he was thawed out. He was melted from his block of ice that he was in, so he was not actually melted by Iron Man, although the imagery uh, in the posters suggests that he might. He might actually be. Uh, We're going to do a lot of things. We're going to definitely talk about our predictions for who's going to die. We talked about this last night, but at the same time, I think it's a great uh, topic because I think anything can happen, and I think uh, the fact that there is definitely going to be a significant death uh, makes this movie uh, even more exciting. We're also going to kind of compare it a little bit to Batman v Superman. We had a lot of, we've done a lot of talking about that in the last couple weeks um, about you know DC's attempt at, at cramming, at, at creating an Avengers all at once, and um, we we definitely want to get into that as well too. So, but first we want to get political because politi- politics. Um, politics are very fun and interesting, and no one gets upset or angry at it, and that's the best part. It's not <laughs> controversial one bit. Um, so, Amber, you had mentioned that you think that uh, Captain America would have been more of a libertarian back in 2007, but now he, you, you see him as more of a, uh, as, as more of a liberal, not a libertarian. Um, 
Which is interesting because then you would ha- might have people on the right side of the, of the argument saying everything you describe doesn't describe a liberal, it describes a conservative. What are you talking about? We want less government. We want all this stuff out here. We don't, we don't care about, about this. And, and uh, if I'm a liberal, and I'm, I think I'm actually quoting like my dad right now, <laughs> it, like a, a liberal would want you know, the government's hands in everything. So you know, what, what would you say to that? Well, I would say that a liberal is more interested in the government protecting the individual rights, as long as those rights don't infringe upon others. Mm-hmm. So not, not say, preventing someone who's, who's transgender from exercising their rights to use whatever bathroom they want. That would be like a liberal stance, because mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not infringing on someone else's freedom. That's an unenforceable law, too, by the yes. way. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's really, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think we want any men in black, like, hovering over people in the urinals or anything like that. I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a toughness. You know, whatever side you fall on in that argument, I think the enforceability of that is, uh, is, is kind of crazy. But I, but I interrupt. Whereas uh, today you will see a lot of Republican legislation preserving what they call as religious freedoms, Mm -hmm. which allow people to discriminate against who and who can't use certain public facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that really just shows how the political system has changed. Back then, that really wasn't an issue that was being talked about as much. So it wasn't being tackled by, by these political parties. But where it is today, and now it's highlighted a lot of, of stances that maybe weren't so popular back then that suddenly are relevant. Um, for, for example, you have the, the entire liberal party. There was a, there, liberal was a bad word for a long time in politics. Uh, it, it still is to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but I, think the, I, I think that that is true, but at the same time, the momentum of the Bernie Sanders movement shows that times are changing and people are beginning to, to wake up to a to a, to a broader point of view and, and not so much the same old same old. So let me let me let me cut in for a second and ask a good question here then. Considering the fact that most media would be considered liberal in the sense of that that's that's the it's not just the conservative point of view. I think they tend to lean liberal and that's I think that happens. Now, do you think that any character today could even come out as a conservative? I don't think they can. I don't think Marvel would let them. I don't think I don't think you'd have Tony Stark coming out as, you know, we had Robert Downey Jr. saying, he, you know, oh, to- Tony Stark would totally vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, but you're not going to find Chris Evans saying, oh, no, I would totally vote for Donald Trump. Uh, mind you, Trump kind of kind of muddies the waters <laughs> completely in the political spectrum because he's such an out there candidate. Uh, I mean, it's such it's almost a bad example. But let's go. Let's rewind to 2012, where there were actually two logical, sane candidates on either side. Um, you had, you know, you have Obama, you have Mitt Romney. I feel like Disney wouldn't even let, you know, there wouldn't be a shred of, of support for like a Mitt Romney or something like that. Like I can't ever see that. I can't yeah. see that. So in this case, we're both, we're almost arguing this thing where, you know, due to politics of the business, they can't do anything. Greg, what do you think? It's just such a like an interesting time that we're in right now. It's, it's literally like these like crazy polar op, like Donald Trump, I get like these, these thoughts of Dark Knight Strikes Again, where mm-hmm. it's like Lex Luthor is really controlling this candidate. And he's just saying these ridiculous <laughs> things because Lex Luthor. And like, that's like, I've always just like got that feeling off of it. Yeah. Um, so just like, it's this is weird. And then you have like, you know, you have Hillary and you have Bernie who's just like, like they're on the same side, but they're just like completely different. And Hitler's more of a centrist. There's no yeah, question. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not much of a po- uh, political guy in all yeah. honesty, but like when I look at like, you know, it's always been 
black and white from yeah you know republicans democrat mm -hmm. and then you always have like the independents and stuff like that and then like no one ever really votes or it seems like no one really votes for them the reason that's the case though is, th is that the far right and the far left they're the ones that have all the money sure yeah uh, everyone in the middle like kind of myself like i'm conservative on some things and i'm liberal on other things yeah and i think most people are kind of like that yeah. but the people that actually have the money and the people that the politicians have to actually pander to yeah. are uh, you know, are kind of in that realm. So we have we have kind of strayed so far <laughs> so, from so talking far. about comics, and I could talk about politics all day, but I will not. I will instead uh, move on to the actual uh, Civil War movie itself. We were talking about Team Spidey. Amber, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, he's going to. Greg thinks he's going to steal the show. I think he already has. Greg actually yeah. actually even said that. Uh, what do you think? I'm actually very excited to see how they write him in the upcoming movie because I think how he was portrayed in Civil War didn't make sense for the character that as as we knew him growing up to that point. But the Spider-Man that's in this movie is a is a new character to this world. He's not as experienced in in the importance of a secret identity. So for me, it's a lot more believable for him to side with Iron Man. Whereas in the comics, he he sighed. It made no sense for him to side yeah, in the comics. He sighed, yeah, and then immediately regretted it. Like yeah. it was, I think, I think one issue went by, and then and then Goliath gets killed, and and he's like, "Whoops, what have I done? This isn't what I signed <laughs> up for." And I always thought Spider-Man was smarter. Yeah, Spider-Man was smarter than that. And uh, and I I think that there there is a way now with their hindsight of where they want to take this universe mm -hmm. from the comics yeah. to write the films a lot more concise. So these characters make sense. What what a what a nice benefit too to have this material and be like, ah, Mark Millar, you kind of messed up. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fix what you kind of did. Now, uh, my my guess is no, but do you think we're gonna see an Iron Spider? Like, I want to say no, but like, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I mean, we're just seeing Spider Man for the first time right now. Yeah. Right now, mm -hmm. and based on the trailer, he has his eyes move. Right, they show emotion, which yep. is mechanical. Which is, I mean, it could be him because he's a lot of people like underestimate in the comics that he's really intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like he's almost on that like Iron Man and Mister Fantastic like level. Yeah, and they mention that in. Um, I don't remember who the, the author was, but in one of the runs, they're, they're like, "You can do this. Like, you can just science the heck out of this, and yeah. you'll be fine." Um, so like he could have made those or Iron Man could have made them and maybe that's like his Iron Spider suit. I guess there's not yeah. going to be enough time. They're just really, I mean, yeah. unless it's like a six hour like epic right. thing. Right. Uh, are we, do we think that the Spider-Man franchise going forward is going to kind of reflect the stuff that happens in Civil War now that it's sort of part of the Marvel Universe? Or do we think it's like a, like a one time he's here, he's a cameo, awesome, they'd have to sign another deal to get him in another movie or, or, or is he here to stay now? I, I hope he's here to stay. Yeah. You know, I mean, though the, the extent that they're doing this movie, uh, it would be ridiculous if they made Homecoming without mentioning Civil War. Sure. You know, so, I mean, ultimately we'll see. But I, I'm hoping it's a larger, uh, you know, Sony had the, the foresight to make it a larger deal. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, just from what we know about casting, uh, I mean, this may be in a flashback or it may be this character's actually in the movie. So I don't think it's too big a spoiler to say, but, but Robert Downey Jr. has been confirmed to appear in Homecoming. Yeah. So, again, it might be that Spider-Man's having a flashback to to the events of Civil War. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, it will be connected very strongly. But um, that being said... I think that with Mar for Marvel to not use one of their most popular characters mm -hmm. in upcoming team movies would be oh well, Marvel wants to do it. I yeah. don't think there's I don't think there's any and and Sony will want to do it because it'll end up making them a lot of money. So I think overall that'll actually kind of kind of help. 
Any chance we think we're going to see Fantastic Four kind of go this route also with Fox? That would be fantastic. Oh, I see what you did yeah, there. You're welcome. See, that was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Clever. Oh, oh last, last show at 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see the Fantastic Four brought back into the fold. I mean, there's been rumors that Fox is in talks to, to kind of do a Sony-like deal with Marvel. But there's so much of a of a stigma that these companies have for one another mm-hmm. that I don't know. I think it. I don't have high hopes for it. You know, it's funny. The Deadpool movie might have actually sunk any chance of a Fox crossover because I feel like Fox executives would be like, "No, we can do this. See, we did Deadpool, and we don't need you, Marvel. <laughs> we can do our own thing." However, that has. I think there has been rumors though that Fox uh, and Marvel might be trying to get Spider-Man, or actually, actually not. Sorry, it's not Fox and Marvel. It's Fox and Sony. Trying to get Spider-Man in the next Deadpool Ooh. movie. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You know, they they've done so many crossovers recently with Deadpool and yeah. Spider-Man, and even in the cartoon, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, they did a crossover episode. Yeah, which was so much fourth wall breaking. It was yeah, oh, it was, absolutely, it was so absolutely. Um, I hope that's the case. I hope that happens. I feel like it won't though because. The reason why Deadpool did so well is rated R, mm-hmm. right? And they stuck to that. This is an R-rated movie. We're not watering it down PG-13. I don't care how many peti- petitions you do. Whereas Spider-Man is a kid's character. I mean, he's sure. awesome. He's great. He's got a lot of adult undertones. Now he to sounds him. like a kid, too. And now he's a, he actually is a is kid. Is a kid, now. right. Yeah. Which is actually a little weird for me. i got to be honest, because I never picture any of my superheroes to be going through puberty. Yeah. Like like when I see them on screen. Like even when I read them and I, and I read their, their like... Uh, their voices in my head. It's never. It's it's never like that. You're really cool. <laughs> oh, you well, know. It's so weird to be older than the heroes that you grew up that were older <laughs> than you. It's, it's it's just crazy that way. No, I I, I agree with that as well too. Um, all right, talking about Batman v Superman, we actually talked about that a lot on this show, and it was a polarized. You know, it's, it's funny. Everything everything nowadays is polarizing because there's so much instant reaction to mm-hmm. things. Right. Um, you have Suicide Squad is reacting to Deadpool's success, and now it has to be funny and has to be awesome and all this stuff. And Batman v Superman, the entire movie was a reaction to how much success Marvel has had, you know, grouping these things together. Um, I did read one person's review. I've, I've tried to stay away from reviews. and But he basically said, I've seen this movie already. Uh, a lot of really great special effects. Uh, weak story. I saw this movie already. And he, I guess he was referring, he saw Civil War and was refer- referring to Batman v Superman. Do we, th- I mean, everything I've read, it's been pretty good though, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been hearing nothing but good things about the movie. Um, it's natural to draw that. I mean, this is the year of the verses, yes. right? We yep. had in Daredevil season two, uh-huh. we had Daredevil versus Punisher. We had Batman v Superman. Yeah. We have in, even in like Agents of Shield, there's been a little bit of a. I won't say too much. Of that I know you're not. Yeah, caught I, up I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up. <laughs> um, Jack O'Donnell, wherever you are, we have to watch this. Is a buddy of mine. We just, <laughs> I, you know, I got to stop doing this. I have to stop like making like appointment. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to as uh, as my time and time gets shorter and shorter and shorter. I'm trying to. Grow group in all activities all at once so my watching tv and seeing friends let's do it together <laughs> and then it sits on the dvr because we just we just you know we're making we're making that dollar sure yeah yeah so anyway continue and, yeah even in now in civil war right everyone's just fighting each other and they're, yeah. they're all supposed to be somewhat allies or they all have similar viewpoints or drastically different it doesn't matter everyone's fighting everyone that's what this year has been and i think 
was it Captain America that got pushed back or was it Dawn of Justice that got pushed forward? Dawn of Justice got pushed forward. Yeah. Wisely, mind yeah. you, by DC because, because they knew. Yes. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. They picked Easter weekend. That was yeah. brilliant. I mean, there's 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 I didn't think Batman v Superman was as bad as people thought it was. I just thought they tried to cram eight movies into one movie. They tried to accelerate it. But now they've actually kind of gotten to a point where, okay, they have a launching point for their movie universe. The next ones better be good. You know, that's kind of what I, that's kind of the way I feel. All right. When we come back, we are going to give our predictions for the movie. And we're going to keep talking about all this fun stuff. I mean, that's basically what we do here on Secrets of the Sire on TalkingAlternative.com. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. are back talking Civil War with the gang from Bad Cowdy Funky. You can catch them uh, every week, Thursdays, 9.30, twitch.tv uh, slash Bad Coyote Funky. Um, we were kind of talking in the break, actually, about a bunch of different TV shows we like. And, and you know, this is what the show is all about. We're talking about pop culture. We're talking about comics and movies. Uh, Civil War just happens to be the big movie that's coming out today. But uh, one of the things that, we, you know, has been very impressive has been uh, the Marvel TV shows. Uh, any prediction besides when we get into so we're going to do tons of predictions any predictions as to any tv characters that are going to cross over into movies i i really hope that daredevil at least makes a quick appearance or at least mention him because right now as the cinematic universe has been unfolding they haven't really mentioned any of the netflix shows even Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Had, had one moment where I think one actor from the show appeared in The Winter Soldier as like a Hydra agent. Mm -hmm. But so far, that's really it. And I think the Netflix shows, I mean, even though I, I am a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least the more recent seasons. No, it, we were just saying, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has actually gone from being a, a, like a very, it's just like a disappointment, basically, to being a really cool show that just embraced the whole universe that, that they that they exist in. And and that, you know, when when Agents of Shield first came out, I was like, okay, we're going to have like a monster of the week. It's going to be X-Files meets the Marvel universe is what I kind of assumed it was going to be. I I thought it was going to be more, you know, kind of like that. And they just basically just spent the whole season getting, you know, that's Joss Whedon though too, right? I mean, that's like the Whedon um, you know, problem 
I guess, is that it, it takes him like a full year. It took Angel like a full year before it actually became like a really... I actually thought Buffy. by the end of it, I thought Angel was better than Buffy. Oh, and yeah. Buffy needed that first season to kind of get its get their feet wet too and figure out what kind of show they wanted to be. But now, now it's, like really, it's a really kick-ass show oh, and yeah. we'd love to see him in the movies. What do you think? Any... Any character crossovers? Maybe in Civil War? Maybe somebody we talked about last night <laughs> in the Civil War comics? See how see how I do that little segue? I was dropping I, a little hint there. I would love that. I would love that to happen in all honesty. Where what would you love to see? I would love to see... Like, I, I would love to see the Punisher show up. There we go. There That's, That's where I was leaning. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think it's because it's too soon. They just cast it. I mean, season two just came out. Like They casted this. They shot it pretty quickly. Yeah. If they had made Civil War in a year or two... Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome because then we would have had Daredevil, we would have had Jessica Jones, we would have had Luke Cage, we would have had Iron Fist, we would have had yeah. like maybe even Moon Knight. Who knows what's up on the horizon? That's supposedly another rumor too yeah. is that Moon Knight will be in this film. Now all three of us yeah. have not seen, all four of us have not seen the film next week when we uh, launch our primetime. I'm going to give my spoiler free review of the movie. I'm going to let you know exactly what I think about it, but I'm going to try to you know lean away from spoilers. I think I did a decent job of that in Batman v Superman without giving away the ending. Of course the movie trailer gave away pretty much everything anyway. Um, anything <laughs> You guys saw in the movie trailers this this uh, this time around where you were kind of like, oh, how would you tell me that? Why would you show me that? Uh, not movie trailers, but there was actually uh, what I was talking about on the on our podcast last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mall, there's a Lego store, and in the Lego store, they do the window displays, right? Um, Lego Marvel is a huge thing, right? Lego Avengers. They had a display set up, and I won't say what it is because I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. Spoil it. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's your show. I could if you want. (laughs) But so I was walking by. I was like, oh, cool. Like Legos, you know, 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 they're always expensive. Looked at it. Huge spoiler of a character's ability. Ah. I'm going to say I knew it was going to happen. I didn't think and I don't know if it's going to happen in the movie, but I have to assume that it will. Yeah. Because, you know, toys and stuff. Don't you think? Don't you hate when that happens though? Too like when all of a sudden, and I'm I'm trying to remember what uh, specific came to mind, but all of a sudden you like you see a toy and you're like, I think it was like Star Wars or something like that, where where you know they would release toys and you'd be like, oh, I guess that's. I think it was like during the prequels or something. I'm like, oh, I guess that character's in it. Then I guess that character has like a key role. Again, I I wish I had specifics, but I don't. <laughs> um, but I do hate when that you know when that kind of happens. Oh, yeah. um, predictions on the death, Amber. What do you think? Oh, just like I said last. The time. death. There's got to be a death. Why does there always have to be a death? Why is death like, like the the number one like shocker that we have to have no matter what? Because it's so final. That's why. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. In comic books, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> no one ever comes back. No one ever comes back. No. So anyway, our death. Who do we? Who do we think is the big death here? I I really don't think we're gonna have a another character. I think we're gonna have the death of a secret identity. I think Iron Man's gonna give up being Iron Man and and take over Shield because that's the path Tony Stark has has, has started for himself. Mm-hmm. He he is sacrificing individual freedoms to spy on people, to spy on heroes because he doesn't trust them with their own powers. That's, that's Shield. Yeah, and that that sounds like the perfect role for at least the Iron Man that we're seeing now. I mean, in the comics, it was again out of nowhere. But with, with the hindsight of this yeah. film, they were able to write him in such a way where it would feel organic if he gave up, if he killed the Iron Man persona. And so you're predicting that Nick Fury dies. Isn't he already dead? If, it, if Tony Stark takes over his shield. I thought he's, isn't he back now? So he's like, I think he's dead. So here's my problem with, with Amber's prediction is that the world already thinks shield is disbanded. Oh, that's true. You know, and we saw that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and even at the end of event, uh, not Avengers, that's uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We saw that. So 
right now, Phil Coulson's kind of working incognito, and no one knows that you know Shield's out there. So sure. uh, Tony Stark just makes his own shield. So there's two shields. I think or maybe it's out. the Sword of Sword. Which oh, is. dear God, that's Joss Whedon's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was Joss Whedon's baby, which actually is a cool concept because yeah. you kind of need like a homeland security and then you need like a foreign land security yeah. kind of thing. Um, it's kind of neat how how Marvel is. Um, so as, as I've mentioned on the show previous to this, I think Watchmen is the greatest comic book ever made, sure. ever done. I thought the movie was actually too... Uh, too loyal to the comic for it to be a successful movie, but that's a different topic altogether. Um, not to spoil it, but the book's been around for almost four. Actually, has been around for forty years as of or no, thirty years as of this year. So I'm not spoiling anything. But the whole crux of the movie is that we, as a human race, need to constantly be fighting something, uh, and that's that's just our nature. So why not? If we, the only way we're ever going to come together is if we are joined together to face. A threat, which Ronald Reagan actually said in one of his famous speeches in the 80s. He actually said, "I would," uh, when he was, you know, fighting the Cold War with the Soviets. He said, "You know, wouldn't it be amazing if we had some sort of alien threat that could bring us all together?" And that was actually the plot of Watchmen. So I'm, I'm, you know, we should do a little fact checking, see if that speech came first or if Watchmen came second. Maybe Alan Moore ripped off Ronald Reagan this entire time. Holy crap! What a bombshell! But no. <laughs> so the path Marvel is actually taking with these films now is. Okay, we are gonna, we are gonna, we are, and it's a great, another great parallel to the to the society we live in today. Uh, when Civil War first came out, we were at war. Social issues didn't get fought over. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we weren't at each other's throats when it comes to social issues like whose bathroom we should use and who's, you know, who should get married and who shouldn't get married and and what about health care and all this other stuff. And because there was war, there was an actual war going on. Right yeah. now, there's peace. Yeah. And everyone's kind of fighting, infighting. There's a lot of uh, things like that. So the path that Marvel, I guess the point I'm trying to make, the path that Marvel is taking with these movies is leading up to this grand unification that's going to happen in, in like Avengers, I guess, right? We're going to fight. We're going to fight Thanos and it's going to be everyone's going to forgive and forget because we have this bigger threat. And it's amazing how the uh, the parallel goes goes together. Yeah. Um Greg, who did you think was going to die? I think it's going to be Captain America mm -hmm. uh, because they've put so much emphasis on Bucky and so much emphasis on the Falcon now, right? And I, like I said last night, like I hope that Falcon stays as Falcon because he's actually cool now. Like I, he's funny. Uh, he's a little bit of an attitude towards him. Mm -hmm. He is arrogant, which is awesome. Like when he fought Ant Man and Ant Man, like sure. he's just like don't mention that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm leaning more towards Bucky being the replacement, and I think what's going to happen, which I think would be really cool, is in the last part of the second Avengers Part Two, so it'd be Avengers Four. Um, I bet you Cap comes back as that like grand moment, like the penultimate, like he has his shield and he's like, let's picks it up, like let's do it, and then they defeat Thanos or whatever is going to end up happening. Well, he's got to be alive for the Thanos fight. I mean, if they're if they're doing anything paralleling to sure. the comic books, and, and I'm sure you guys will talk about Infinity Gauntlet and oh, Infinity yeah. War yeah, yeah. Uh, when the time comes for that. But I mean, that was that was like Cap's ultimate like showing. Sure, you know, essentially. Yeah. So one thing we talked about last night that I actually want to bring up on the show, and it, it's great. That's the, that's kind of the fun of this, right? I mean, we we kind of talk about all these topics, and one topic that kind of came up last night that 
um, that I marvel at. Oh, see yeah. what I did. Oh, see now we just need Amber to, to to throw a, a, a an awful pun in no pressure, somewhere. Amber. No pressure. Somewhere you've got twenty minutes. Don't worry, you've got twenty more minutes. Come up with a terrible, <laughs> terrible pun, or else it's doomsday for you. No, that was, yeah, 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 that was just forced. I mean, that would be amazing. Oh, mm, ah, okay. Yeah. Now, so we have, um, you know, one of the things I thought was really funny was the fact that we are loving the. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's the Inhumans. Yeah. We are loving Captain America. We are loving Thor. We are loving all these characters that were not even a shred of popular back in the 90s. Yeah. And yet now, uh, we love everything about them. Uh, Marvel has actually done this job of resurrecting these characters, and also the fact that they don't own the X-Men licenses. Do you think if they own the X-Men licenses, we would be this deep into the Marvel universe, or would we would we be kind of fawning over the x-men universe amber shaking your head no oh, absolutely not i mean just you can look at the comics in the in the 90s and even into the early 2000s i mean it was their go-to explanation for superpowers oh how did they get their powers mutant yeah everyone's a mutant because it because it, it frees up a lot of, of i guess time you can just say but they were so popular the x-men were so popular like don't you think that we would be talking about like I mean, we're not talking about X-Men Apocalypse like we're talking about Civil War right. because it's it's not part of this grand tapestry. But doesn't it make you wish that we were? No, I mean, I think that the X-Men have so many stories that it's it's just it's a crime that Marvel can't make more movies of them. But I am also glad that it has opened up the door for all of these other heroes. I mean, even before Avengers came out, there was talk of making a Runaways movie. They were like C-list heroes. Yeah. And they were thinking about making a movie for them. Even Ant-Man got a, a solo movie. And there's all of this room. For I mean, Guardians of, of the Galaxy, too. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a great point, though. I mean, it's amazing the fact that we've been... Uh, that Marvel has had that that golden touch, so to speak, to even take characters that, you know, are are like D or C list characters. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, and make them popular. So, I mean, what do you think, Greg? Do you think uh, we'd be we'd be where we are today if the X Men universe was within the Marvel universe? Not ne I, no, but I don't think they would be like. So for me, X Men was never really like. I love them in the '90s. I love them in the cartoon. But then I kind of like grew out of that mm -hmm. i don't know what happened where i started liking the dnc listers yeah so like part of me is kind of glad that they <laughs> weren't over because then we get like ant-man and not even like hank pym yep you know, we get scott lang we get the second guy yeah which is awesome like he's he's so cool um we'd probably have a lot more wolverine going on oh oh gosh oh, but yeah. see that would be so great like it he would be. is the best there is at what he does he is that's true his reputation does precede him in that regard um no like so yeah, we would see a lot of we wouldn't see it. We wouldn't have Guardians. We would have another X Men. Okay. We wouldn't. Although one could argue that Inhumans would just be mutants. Yeah. And we were probably where we would be anyways if the X Men were a thing. That's probably the case. We probably end up with more X Men stories on TV because yeah. you can actually really kind of you know go into that universe. Sure. Uh, Amber, what's your favorite non Avengers? movie and, I, and i'm going to count civil war as an avengers movie because it really basically is now an avengers movie what's your favorite non-avengers movie non-avengers movie i actually really in like, the marvel universe obviously. in marvel universe are we counting yeah. like cinematic universe are we counting fox well i mean if it's let's keep it in the marvel universe for now and we'll see if we'll compare it to a fox uh oh, film man that's a hard one i really liked guardians of the galaxy okay. i thought that it it offered it offered just a very different take on what we'd seen so far. We'd seen, you know, the the one-liners of the Avengers, and we've seen like the seriousness of, of some Iron Man films, but we really never had that constant, upbeat, classic s space opera drama mm -hmm. that was uh, that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. 
So what was yours? Uh, same thing. Um, for the sole reason that not only everything Amber said, but it also brought us into space. It made that mm-hmm. viable. So now we have Thanos. Oh, we have, I love it. Yeah. When guests give me a terrific segue into the next segment. When we come back, yes. we're going to talk space. We're going to talk Star Wars a little bit. We're going to talk that Han Solo just got cast. We want to stay as current as possible, but we also want to ask the question, are we ever going to see a Star Wars Marvel mashup movie when we come back? You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, broadcast live every week on TalkingAlternative.com. That song in particular that we just kind of introed into the last segment with is called When I Find the Time. And uh, very ironic because the time of our show is changing. We are going to be on prime time starting next week, Wednesday, May 11th, 8.30 p.m., uh, still on TalkingAlternative.com. Uh, we have our podcast that goes live to iTunes and gets spread out across the internet uh, like a disease, like a virus, <laughs> like something, nah, let's go positive, like a, like a flowery message into the, into the ether that is the internet. Uh, we were talking about our favorite um, non-Avengers movie, and I count Captain America Civil War as an Avengers movie because it essentially is, even though it's a deconstruction of that. Uh, my personal favorite of the, all the movies was actually the Captain America one, the original one. Oh, really? I loved that movie. I thought... I, I, I love anything histor- historical, um, and they actually managed to put that in a historical context, which I thought was just fantastic. Um, but, Greg, you had actually made a point. We have, the, we have the gang from Bad Coyote Funky on board here. You can catch their podcast every Thursday, 9.30 at night, badcoyotefunky.com. Um, it brought the Marvel Universe into space, and it kind of ties into some news first. Uh, we go spinning the racks every week. That is a new segment that we're doing. And one of the, the lead story and the only story we'll talk about right now is Han Solo has been cast. A young Han Solo. Uh, can anyone besides Harrison Ford play Han Solo? Amber, should anyone besides Harrison Ford play Han Solo? I think that it's not impossible to have the role replaced. In fact, I'm glad that they are going for the the past route with him. Because we saw when he reprised his role for Indiana Jones how well that went. And but that was that his fault. I, I just, I just think that 
Was that Shia LaBeouf's fault? Or actually, it really was George Lucas's fault, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah, well, the script could have used another editorial cast. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, God, we could talk about Indiana Jones all day and what was wrong with that movie. Like, Indiana Jones is supposed to be mythical, not, like, aliens, not, like... Yeah. I, interdimensional beings or whatever the heck it was. It but wasn't yeah. even the aliens that got me, that rubbed me the wrong way. It was, it was just like the scenes with like the monkey oh, swinging. Oh, I know, in the I way. know. This is like, I mean, Indiana Jones always had those fantastic moments, but it, it was just, there was, there was points where he kind of went a little too far. George Lucas went soft, man. He went soft. <laughs> even but, even like the actor who played Greedo is like, no, Han shot first, man. Like, give me, <laughs> give me some dignity here. I'm like really old now and that's all I have. Please give this back to me. Uh, young Han Solo, what do you think of Alden... How do you even say his name? Enreich. Yeah, Aaron, 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 Aaron Reich. Yeah. Boy, very, very difficult. Yeah. I, I hate him already. He has a terrible yeah. name. <laughs> Just be like Alden Smith. All right, Alden Smith lands the lead role of Han Solo. What do you think? Uh, uh, mixed feelings. Um, I love Han Solo. He's my, actually my favorite character in Star Wars. Uh, so whenever I play any Star Wars game, I always go for the smuggler route. It's funny. No one ever yeah. thinks Han Solo no, is their favorite no, character. Never. They always, it's, it's such a unique... Yeah, and no, they always go with... That's uh, <laughs> also they, my favorite character, but you know, <laughs> we're not very original here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the, this actor's take mm-hmm. on Han Solo, whether he tries to act like a young Harrison Ford or if he tries to do what... Um, Name escape me right now on uh, Star Trek. Oh, Kirk okay. Did. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine did a great job. Such an easy name to did remember. A great. Yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is why I like him. <laughs> if uh, if his name was like you know, Chris Chris Aldo blah blah blah. I would like no. I've been like no. I don't like you. I don't like you at all. No. Um. So we'll see. I mean, it could go either way. Uh, you know, Kirk was a very imaginative, very interesting character that you remember, and so was Han Solo. Like he's very yeah. unique. He has his ways. He has his gruff. He has his. Uh, uh, Harrison Ford-esque yeah. stuff going on that mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if he just tries to copy that or just throws it away and says, you know what, this is new, he's younger, he hasn't gotten those things yet. So it led into a, a funny thought as well, too. Are we ever going to see a Star Wars Marvel mashup? I don't think it's as crazy an idea, now that I came up with it, <laughs> right here. Send the check, Disney. Send the check, Actually, don't send it to here because then Sam gets it. <laughs> I, I ain't never see. I ain't never seeing that. Sam's uh, like, send it here. <laughs> Amber, what do you think? Ever, you, you think in our lifetime we'll see it? I mean, I think it's possible, but they'd have to run out of a lot of ideas before <laughs> yeah. they they stoop to that. Ah, but let's 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 go with a different uh, a different take. Um, Men in Black twenty three mm. is mixing two universes you would never think have anything in common, 21 Jump Street and Men in Black, yeah. and they're mashing it together into a movie now, and that's been greenlit. Now, Amber's looking at me kind of funny. Well, yeah, I had no idea. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, this thing. is the age of the mashup. Yeah. Not necessarily just the verses, oh, sure. but it's the the, the age mashup. of the mashup. Yeah. And, you know, Disney happens to own Marvel. Well, also and, to your and point. Marvel publishes comic books for uh, Disney. And they also like to make toys. And they like money. And they like, they, <laughs> they like really money. like money. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Like, you could actually, I could, I could see it be that they just come out with a you know there's no plot it's just like a bunch of characters standing around being like all right we're, we're here <laughs> you're here i mean I, you know what do you guys want to do now what are you saying uh, i was gonna say to your point you know um men in black 21 jump street ran out of ideas mashup boom you know it's it's it seems like because that's you know it's funny that's one take that i had on it too i'm yeah. like oh my god but then the other take you know says the other the other part of me is like wait a minute maybe maybe it's just they're coming up with new creative ideas as well. Yeah. Uh, so we have another member coming on real quick. We have Casey on line one. Oh, hey. 
Casey, you made hey, it. Hey, buddies. You made it. You did a, you did a, a bathroom break. Casey is also part of the Bad County it. Funky Bunch, um, but he was he was indisposed. We we told him to try to get out and get on the air at some point. What do you what do you think, Casey? What what do you what do you want to talk about? I uh, well, actually, you you brought up the idea of uh, the Star Wars Marvel crossover mm-hmm. at some point. See that got him out and of his chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I have to go to the bathroom here. right now. <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> Sorry. There's this great bit. There's this great bit in, in Parks and Recreation where, for one reason or another, Pat Oswalt is playing a character that's trying to start a filibuster, <laughs> and he goes on like an eight-minute tirade for no apparent reason. That's just this, the most insane crossover about it. And there's a part of it where even Chewbacca has like a he's like a head on a robot spider body there's all kinds of stuff going on yeah that whole eight minutes is is up on the internet somewhere probably on youtube like i remember i watched it i watched the whole thing and i was like this is mesmerizing <laughs> i mean to be the i would wait for news. any law to never get passed <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be the bearer of bad news for that but that wouldn't crossover wouldn't even work because he uses the infinity gauntlet as a way to bridge universes the infinity gauntlet does not have power over other universes but we don't, oh. we don't know that's a fact in these universes. We don't know if that Infinity Gauntlet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to get super nerdy for a second, yes, yes. we don't know the rules of that particular one. We know the rules of the 6161. Valid, valid. And the fact that these are not real things that are <laughs> happening. <laughs> Let's not forget for a moment that this is all fictional. I suspect <laughs> that someone with a creative talent to weave explanations together could come up with a plausible one there's i'm actually staring at a picture of han solo right now kind of just eh, and, that, and that's what i kind of feel like, like eh, make it happen yeah just make it happen yeah. it'll, it'll it'll happen and for all the radio people eh is me with my hands up <laughs> gotta, gotta go cross platform here so casey uh real quick your predictions on what happens in civil war we're gonna tie a little bow on this and, and bring it full circle civil war what do you think well, I mean, you know, everybody's saying a big death is coming. I I talked about this last night. I think Hawkeye's going to bite it big time. He got the uh, enough enough character development that that you could that you could possibly want in a past movie. Beyond that, I don't know. Starting off phase four, I mean, it's could be anything. My 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 money's on a, a post credit scene. Up <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if like if like Falcon just like tripped and fell and like and, and he's the one, it's just like oh hey we did it all right also oh oh he just got hit by a bus it's over like that's crazy what a, that would be awesome uh, it's funny you brought up Hawkeye too and you brought up this up last night and we we kind of talked about it and wax poetic um, there is a history of Hawkeye dying in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. he did end up coming back because you know he's Hawkeye and he's cool and we want him back um, give give our listeners a little context of how Hawkeye died and why it was god awful in the method that in which he died in 2005 oh you're going to you're going to love this one so so the avengers are are disassembling through one catastrophe after another that ends up all being brought about by scarlet witch okay and hawkeye is fighting what ultimately amounts to a fake Alien invasion <laughs> by the creep. <laughs> so the dude gets shot with an errant laser blast to his pack of arrows. And, you know, his whole quiver gets set on fire. And he's got explosive arrows in there. So he's looking around. And he looks at everybody. And they're all like, oh, my God, Hawkeye. You know, his pack of explosive arrows is on fire. And he looks up at the ships above. 
And so he grabs some guy's jetpack, and he's like, not like this. And he flies on a Kree soldier's jetpack into a ship, blowing in himself into smithereens. When he could have just unhooked the jetpack, like, or, 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 or like the quiver, I'm sorry, the quiver. He could have just unhooked the quiver. Yeah. It was like one of those like needless, unnecessary deaths. It's like, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory, or I could choose to live. <laughs> what I what I love is that Deadpool made fun of it in his own comic, Cable and Deadpool, not even a month later. He's like, what kind of idiot doesn't have an emergency release for explosives? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Casey, we appreciate the uh, the phone call. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mike, okay. always a pleasure. Okay, get back to work. Don't don't get fired. <laughs> but his boss right now is like, why? He's been in the bathroom for, <laughs> for a really long time. I hope he's okay. <laughs> I hope he's all right. He's talking to himself. It's crazy. All right. I want to thank our guests here. Uh, we've had uh, Greg Matisoff and Amber Spriglio from BadCowdyFunky.com, BadCowdyFunky, Twitch.tv slash BadCowdyFunky. Where, where can they get to you guys directly? Directly? Uh, I'm on Twitter at BoosterGreg. Uh, you, know, you know all of those divas characters. So. Is it booster underscore Greg or is uh, it booster Greg? Just one word. No See, I, I went no with numbers. the underscore. I, I should have. I should have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, Amber underscore Oni. Ah, see, there we go. Yeah. All right, so definitely hit them up on Twitter. Hit them up uh, badcowdyfunky.com, twitch.tv slash badcowdyfunky. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, next week, we move time slots. We are going to be jumping over to the primetime location at Secrets of the Sire. We are going to be doing uh, the wonderful time slot of 8.30 p.m., so everybody set their calendars, set their invites. We're going to be talking spoiler-free reviews of Civil War, and uh, it's been a, it's been a blast. It's been uh, enjoyed having everyone here. Um, the nice weather now can can commence on Fridays in New York City because I will not be traveling into the city to do this, um, and we can look forward to it on Wednesday. So. This has been Secrets of the Sire. We talk pop culture, comics, movies, TV every week. Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on Facebook slash Secrets of the Sire. Twitter.com slash at Michael Dolce. Coming up next, 21st Century Entrepreneur. This has been Secrets of the Sire. See you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network 
at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 